Howdy, and welcome to the Feed Bandit Podcast, where we talk all things hunting and introduce you to the most innovative hunting gear and services. Here are your hosts, Jimmy Byrne and Richard Kinchlow. Howdy, folks. Welcome back to the Feed Bandit Podcast. Jimmy here. I'm joined by Richard. What's going on? Oh, just quarantining. Oh, you caught me in mid-stretch. Damn it. Man, I'm good at that. I know. Now I'm good. I'm... Um... Yeah, just uh, just quarantining again. So getting getting old. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, we, uh, my wife and I, or Laura and I, had uh, some uh, quarantinis uh, during the day. Yesterday. Oh yes, <laughs> that's genius. I love it. Awesome. Yeah, so we're both slightly hungover today. I'm not gonna lie. So proud. Yeah. Well, then you have young children take care of. Oh, yeah, that's even better. Nothing, nothing better. <laughs> nothing better than uh, doing that and then having to get up in the middle of the night to uh, feed your oh. six-week-old. <laughs> oh, God, awful. I remember those. Yeah. I remember those days. Yep. Uh, so if I sound like I'm dragging a little bit today, that's probably why. I need a nap. <laughs> I don't blame you. I don't blame you. Yeah, well, good. Good, yep. But y'all had fun yesterday, evidently, it looks like. I didn't see in those pictures you sent me, though, you know, any cocktails on your end. But uh, why don't you tell oh. the folks what, what you did for us? You know, it was so funny that I, you say that because I just am not like a big drinker at the house. You know, I'm a binge drinker, of course. And, and so, but I just, at our house, I just don't feel it. It's really weird. Yeah. I'm anybody else's house or a bar, watch out, you know, the ranch, <laughs> the, the ranch here I come. But yeah, no. So um, it was our goal to to do a live, uh, try to do like a live podcast video thing of our of our annual meat grind that we do. And of course, because of the darn Corona, uh, that was a was a no go. So you know, me and uh, and Jimmy and another guy who contributed to the uh, uh, to the Rancho Bandito Meat Fund this year, <laughs> we're all starting to run out of meat. So uh, my wife and I took it upon ourselves to retrieve all the venison from Rancho Bandido and now we are we have moved it to my cold storage here which is taxed very heavily I should say mm, oh really oh god <laughs> I have no room is it busted at the seams then huh it really is well and it's because I got I feel like these big drug bundles full of, <laughs> of you think obviously but um yeah so we retrieved all that and, and all let's see we uh we did five bags five times nine carried six okay yeah so in all we had uh, eighteen uh, one gallon Ziploc bags full to the brim of chopped up deer meat so we had eighteen of those and um, anyway so yesterday was kind of the the, uh, the the push to start to see how it is doing at home of course we brought the grinder home and all the the tools of the trade and uh, we ended up grinding five. Uh, five bundles with two very large, very, very big pork butts and our, our pork shoulder, however you want to call it. And we ended up getting, I think, 38 uh, pound and a quarter bags out of that. So uh, that is a, a pretty darn good start, I would yeah. say. That's not bad. So is no. that all? Or is that all of it? Or Oh, no, no. It's only five bags of venison. Oh, five. Okay, I see. Yeah, five yeah. of the uh, the drug bundles. Yes, the part. drug bundles. Yes, yes. Holy so Jesus. We, and 38 bags. Yeah, okay, so. so we are nowhere near. And, of course, you know, my wife said, well, let's do it all right now. I'm like, dude, we, we will, you have no idea. We will be here forever. I will tell you this much, though. It only took us two hours. 
And I'm thinking, God, it would take Jimmy and I at least half a day to do all that. And well, and, ha- and gallons of uh, yeah, imbibing as well. Well, that's what she said. Yeah, it's because you guys were drinking. <laughs> Guilty as charged, right? Yeah. So uh, it, I, I'm, I'm, I appreciate y'all doing that. It kind of makes me sad though that uh, oh, but believe me, it, I know. you know. But I started thinking about, I'm like, man, would this not, this stuff not going away any sooner? You know, not anytime, anytime soon. I'm like, God, might as well. You know, right. uh, I mean, literally had nothing to do yesterday. I mean, I've even started reading. For God's sake, Are you kidding me? <laughs> well, what's this world coming to? Of course, I, I start with the picture books now. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> don't but want your eyes to get too, uh, no, too tired. Lord, no, golly, yeah. So, anyways, that's what we did with our day yesterday, and then today I made a, a turkey beard board, which was fun. We'll have to, yeah, um, get you a good picture of that so we can yeah. <laughs> we go post it out there on the. Yeah, it just to let everybody know it needs paint. Okay, <laughs> once it gets some paint, it'll look a lot nicer. Uh, my wife hates it and uh yeah. we'll, we'll have to see where this is going to be go uh, well is it going to go in the garage or where no, I, I don't want it to because that'll, that'll kill the beards i mean would you put your uh would you put a shoulder mount in the garage no <laughs> you want to hold on. i mean okay if we lived in montana i'd consider it you know because garages there don't get above 60 degrees but down here it's 160 and that'll just destroy the beard so it's going in this house i don't give a bleep yeah yeah all right. Well, yeah. we look. Uh, I'm sure the the listeners look forward to seeing your your uh, your board, as we call it, SI contraption. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> awesome. Well, as we talked about uh, before the podcast, we wanted to get a, uh, I guess, a part three conclusion to what yes. ended up happening on your uh, youth turkey hunt. I guess we absolutely, should. absolutely. Wow. Let, let me let me tell you um, what 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 a magical time what a magical time but I I'll, I'll tell you the story but let's let's hear it through the words of uh, of my daughter we did a little interview with here so so folks t- take a listen to this uh, pretty cool well howdy folks corn bandit coming back at you with a very special edition of the uh, feed bandit podcast today. Uh, we did it. Success. Victory. Uh, we have finally harvested our first turkey with my daughter, Abigail. And uh, Abby, how was it, baby? How, how Welcome to the show first. And tell us about it. Tell us all about it. So I felt really excited when I pulled the trigger. And before, my dad said, just take that's a perfect shot. And then I just did it. I kind of didn't remember anything after, but then after I was done shooting, we waited a couple of minutes, and then my dad went to try to go find it, and he came out of the bushes holding a huge, beautiful turkey. That's right. Yeah. So she ended up, she ended up getting a uh, probably a two-year-old turkey uh, with a with a great beard. I mean, close to six or seven inches. Uh, about uh, almost half inch spurs. Um, just a just a really really cool story, which we're going to talk about on the on the uh, uh, on the podcast here coming up. But uh, wanted to interview her to get her feelings about. It. So so Abby, so you shot the uh, the Stevens three hundred one um, Stevens three hundred one four ten turkey gun, 
and uh, we shot the uh, Brownie TSS, which is the tungsten nine-shot shells, which I know that means absolutely nothing to you, but it does to our listeners because if they've got children, we want to talk to them about using that gun. So talk to us about the gun. How was it? It was really good, and I think that it's really helpful because it has the red dot and it has a perfect aim of where you are heading for. Okay, so you like you like the red dot scope? Yes. Okay, cool, cool. Now, probably one of the things a lot of people are wanting to know about, or at least a lot of the children that might be listening to this, you know, was there a lot of kick? You know, when you shoot a 12-gauge or a 20-gauge, there obviously can be some kick, but what's nice about the 410 uh, is that it doesn't have as much kick as the um, uh, as the other as the other shotguns. I didn't really feel anything. Okay, and that's probably because you were pretty excited at the time, for sure. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, yeah. And again, we're gonna recap this on on the podcast. But uh, she ended up making about a thirty five yard shot on this turkey, which was a little further than I wanted to. She ended up being uh, a little down, a little to the right, but uh, the shot was fatal. I had to go in there and uh, put a put a coup de gras, but uh, he definitely would have uh, would have would have died uh, without me doing that. But um, it was just a, a great a great deal. So um, congratulations, baby! You got your first uh, your first game animal. I, I couldn't be more proud. What's uh, what's next? What do we want to try to go for next? You want to shoot another turkey, or what are we thinking? Hog. Guys, you want to go for a hog, all right? And so why don't you tell everybody really quickly, we actually almost had an opportunity to shoot a hog. Yeah. Why don't you tell everybody about that? On my amazing victory day, before I shot my turkey, a whole group of pigs came in, all different colors, all shapes, and all sizes. It's true. And for some reason... As soon as the turkeys um, started to come a little bit closer to the feeder, they all scattered. And then another one just came out, and he looked very injured, and he was, like, rocking back and forth. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, again, we'll yeah they we'll talk more about it in detail. But we, we did have a sounder of hogs come out. Uh, I kind of like to call them the rainbow sounder. And, again, a sounder is a family of pigs. <laughs> call them the rainbow sounder because, quite literally, they have – Every color of the rainbow, spotted brown, black, uh, every l- different color phase of hog was present. And yeah, they were absolutely going to ruin our uh, turkey hunt uh, because we had two gobblers that were really excited, and um, they were um, they were definitely coming in and could potentially mess things up. Uh, unfortunately for us, they did not. Uh, but and that was a good thing. Talk, talk to me, Abby, a little bit about the, the setup as far as the blind and the chair and all that. Was was that comfortable for you? Did that did that make this easier for you? Or is there something we could have done more to make it better? I think that everything that we did for the setup was perfect. And especially I really like the chair because it can, like, turn around. and Because right. like, if the turkeys were on the left and I can just right. spin around and then shoot them from the left. Right. Yeah, so that's something we actually talked about in one of our earlier videos and one of the earlier podcasts, too, was the fact that, you know, when we first tried this, we had her in one of the fold-up chairs, um, and it just didn't give her any flexibility, you know, especially for a young kid. You know, for, for an adult, yeah, you might be able to stretch out and, you know, get to your left or extreme right, whatever it may be, but, you know, for a kid, obviously, it's a little bit different. So, um, well, that's good. Sounds like we had all the... 
the right gear. So, uh, anything else you want to say to everybody before we uh, before we wrap this little section up? Um, I think I have one thing that I want to tell everyone. Okay. So, it doesn't really matter about the kick. It matters about your victory in your turkey. That's right. That's right. That's absolutely right. And we've actually got that turkey uh, currently residing in the refrigerator. <laughs> And uh, we're gonna we're gonna cook them up here shortly. So really excited about that. We'll try to try to take some pictures. But this will be her first field to fork experience. You know, I've I've had to harvest everything, but now she's she's pulling her weight. So, uh, anyways, what a great um, what a great memory. Obviously, the best hunting memory of my life. Uh, it'll be her first hunting memory of of her young career. And uh, as I said on our social media, a new Texas hunter is now born, and uh, that is phenomenal. We need more and more of these little kiddos getting out there, getting in the outdoors, and um, yeah, uh, it, it's crazy with all this badness and craziness and fluctuating and this and this and this and this crazy world with this stupid corona. Uh, the uh, the hunting light shines bright uh, on us um, as we have a new. Uh, a new a new person out there to, to help uh, champion the cause so uh, just awesome and uh, we're really excited so thank you all for for listening we'll catch you down the road bye awesome Sam, huh? hey. <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah great stuff yeah as you can tell she's yeah she's pretty much on cloud nine now it's funny because we were we were talking about potentially going this weekend and I, I made the comment, all right, well, now it's, it's daddy's turn. You know, she's like, but I want to get another one. <laughs> right. like, right, here, this is it. This is what it's all about. So addiction is that's how yeah. it starts. <laughs> yes, 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 indeed. So we, we will see what happens. So, um, God, what, what, what a great time though. And, and the story is, is so crazy with all kinds of twists and turns. It's, uh, <laughs> it, it's, it's incredible. Um, and just to let you know, in the show notes, you guys will see a video. I made a video for this, and it's got some really cool kind of perspectives because my wife was actually in the tower blind behind us. So she got to see everything and film everything with my, with my five-year-old daughter next to her. I mean, the odds were stacked against us, and, and we ended up coming through in the end. So um, I, I guess I'll take it from the top, but uh, we, were, we were hunting a blind or a, a feeder that's your favorite feeder, I should I should say. Yes, it is. And uh, you know, I, I for for you know, people say, oh, we do, we just kind of ambushing them, you know. <laughs> and, yeah, and again, well, I mean, that's what you do a lot of the time, anyway. No matter even if you're right. not by a feeder. No, you're 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 exactly <laughs> right. You're exactly right. You're calling them in, you know. Yeah. And and so we ended up. Uh, so the the area that we chose. Uh, is always been very prolific for turkeys and it always seems like the gobblers are always within you know quarter mile of this feeder um not because they're eating the corn or anything like that at least not this time of year it's it's very good uh turkey habitats great nesting habitat too there's a lot of open prairie near there so there's a lot of hens hang out i also think it's very close to one of their where the roost is so uh, especially in the afternoons it seems to be a real hot spot so uh, what we did was, is we got our pop-up blind and we, we sat it up right along the fence, uh, about 40 yards from this feeder. And I, I found out, um, you know, so we got this big pop-up box blind in the middle of this feeder pen sticks out like a sore thumb. My eight-year-old and I daughter in there, 
And then my wife and my five-year-old are in the tower blind behind us. So again, just a really cool perspective to be able to see everything, so on and so forth. So um, before we, we pop up the blind, you know, I, I go and I put the decoy out there and I'm like, you know, and then I, 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 I um, open up the blind and I kind of literally tip it over us, you know, instead of crawling in there. And uh, we kind of get situated. And I'm like, oh, my, now, you know, I don't know. I, I just think that decoy is too close. And I was really trying to get a shot, you know, uh, you know, 30 yards is kind of the, the max I wanted to do. If you go look at our video, you know, we, we shot at 30 and it was, and it was uh, ugly for the turkeys. I mean, ugly. <laughs> but you know, the one thing I really wasn't carrying in my pack with me was a rangefinder, and I really should have uh, because of what ended up happening. But anyways, I, I just thought we were too close, and it also was kind of screwing up my perspective because the sun was coming right in my face. Mm-hmm. Uh, I ended up backing us up. Um, and so we, we finally get situated. It's pretty, it's pretty warm. Uh, it's balmy. And, um, <laughs> you know, so I, I know that patience level in the blind not exactly with me or my wife, but with my oldest daughter and then, of course, with my youngest daughter up in the tower blind cooking in there that, uh, uh, you know. <laughs> it's we, limited. Time, time is of the essence, yeah. So um, I typically wait about 10 to 15 minutes to start calling just to kind of let things calm down. That was kind of a little, a little tip I always gathered from my dad. And um, so I did that, and I, I pull up my – I get Abby ready to go, and I pull up my, my slate call, and I go to it. And, yeah, I typically wait 15 minutes between calling sequences just to see if anything answers. And, um, you know, I'd say probably on the third sequence, I get two, two big gobbles. Uh, and they're, they're a ways away, so I immediately text my wife. She can't see them yet. She's got a very clear view. Um, but they're coming, and they are coming in on a string. Because I don't even have to call again. They're gobbling again. I'm like, oh, man, this is, nice. this is great. And so, you know, you can imagine, you know, on the iPhone, when you text, you got the three little dots, you yeah. know? So my phone's like that. I'm like, oh, what is she going to say next? You know? And she's like, here uh-huh. they come. I'm like, oh, it's great. <laughs> um, you know, so I call again. And, and, and I know that in order to get those birds into the feeder pen, they got to cross an obstacle. You know, and I don't think we've ever really talked about it, but obstacles can be really anything. It can be a log, uh, a fence, especially a high fence can be a real problem for turkeys. And it's just, it just seems to be kind of a natural, well, I don't know if I'm going to go through there type thing. And um, a lot of, a lot of birds will hang up when, when they reach that type of thing. So um, it, 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 it kind of gets you. And I took a risk going in that feeder pen. Cause again, we got a big pop-up line, which time and time again, the turkeys don't seem to bother. The deer can't stand it because <laughs> they, they, they realize it's new, but the turkeys don't seem to bother them. Anyways, here which it comes is interesting. Birds. I mean, yeah. That is just so odd. I'd figure it almost would be the opposite, but if anything. Yep. I totally agree. So we start, I start calling again and they're answering and this time I can actually see them. And so I, you know, I'm facing, we're facing the protein fear and the corn fear and these birds are on my right. And so I know, okay, this is it. This is the crucial moment. You know, are they going to, are they going to make that, are they going to make that jump? Are they going to go underneath that fence and, and, and the, our feeder pins, um, are very, very, very big. Okay. They're, I don't even know how big they are, but they're probably, you know, 30, 30 yards by 30 yards in a rectangle type format. So they're, they're big. And, uh, the, the, the bottom wire is raised a little bit to make it easier for deer to slip under and for, for birds or whatever. So, um, 
I was just kind of hoping and praying. I'm like, please make this happen. Well, those birds go right to the fence. And what do they start doing? They start walking down the fence line right. towards my wife. And they end up they end up parking right below the tower blind. So now they're right between my wife and I, you know, on my back. And uh, anyways, the, the video shows all that. And it's just great because they're like gobbling. It's so close. And my wife and daughter are kind of squatting down in the blind so they're not seen. And these guys are just hot, hot, hot. Well, you know, I start purring at them and, and clucking at them and all kinds of things, trying to get them to move. And finally, they start moving. Well, at this point, they start moving back from whence they came. I'm like, oh, no, here we go. But, you know, maybe they'll come in this time. Well, now they kind of make their way to, you know, so they, they make their way from right where they came, you know, the, the trail they came in on along the fence. But now they go up and now they start taking a left. So now they're kind of walking towards the feeder, but on the outside of the, the pen. So I'm thinking, okay, this is it. This is it. Well, all of a sudden the three little dots start, you know, shying up on my phone. And my wife says, pigs. Like, oh, no. God, to be kidding me. Now, now, what we find so funny about this is that if you've been listening to the podcast, you will, you, you will have read or you will have listened to this thing, and you'll know how many times we've been trying to get my daughter a pig. I mean, we, <laughs> we, we kill 60, 70, 80 of them a year, you know, in traps and in blinds and just driving around, and we've only killed like three this year because of the acorns. I'm thinking to myself, you've got to be kidding me. Right. Finally, after all these months, here are these hogs. Well, these hogs start pouring out of the tree line uh, and, and they're making that kind of the open field dash. And Jimmy, you know where that is. Oh yeah. <laughs> now the hogs and the turkeys are almost kind of intermingling. Huh. And, you know, and of course you can hear my wife saying, Oh no, Oh no. And uh, the, the turkeys gobble. And when they gobble, the pigs go berserk, it scares them. <laughs> they blow out everywhere. Mind you, there's like 15 of them. Okay. And it scares, and so it, it it scares the pigs. Well, it ends up scaring the gobblers. So the gobblers end up running off. <laughs> so that so you're saying the gobble yep. scared the pigs, and then yep. the pigs going crazy scared the go. gobblers. <laughs> Scare the gobblers. It was just it was just an absolute like wow. Could anything else go right. wrong here? Uh, so yeah, so they they all kind of run off. Well, so the second that Julie, my wife, texted me that, I, I lay on the. I start going, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I really lay on some big, <laughs> long yelps trying to get their attention. And sure as hell, it stopped them. Hmm. Stopped them dead in their tracks from running, and they come back. Wow. Well, so now the pigs are gone. I'm like, okay. Finally, I'm like, what's going to show up now? You know, <laughs> a chupacabra. I mean, it's just unbelievable. Right. Uh, and I got them booming and gobbling and crazy and refocused on the fact that they got a nice little – little plastic hen, you know, not more than 15 yards away from him. And uh, so now I'm thinking, okay, now we're going to focus on this damn fence and I got to get him under this fence. Uh, well, sure enough, after some more calling and coaxing, uh, they end up coming underneath this fence. I'm like, oh my God, this is it. I can't believe this is actually going to happen. So I got Abby ready and she's got her gun. She's got that 301, 410 cocked. And, you know, here they come all poofed up, just that real slow little saunter they do, you know, mm -hmm. um, and they're walking past the protein feeder. And, and, and I was like, you know, we've been working so hard on this, but what this to happen so long. I basically gave her the green light, you know, take a shot, take a shot, take a shot. So Jimmy, you, and you'll see it on the video. You, you, you know, the, the back of these protein fence, these or the back of the feeder pen is okay. Uh -huh. 
well, that's where the blind was, all right? And then the turkeys were all the way you know, near all that thick stuff, but just in the feeder pen. So that, that's not a, a quote-unquote short shot, you right. know? And so I'm like, that's a good shot. That's a good shot. And you can just hear me say it over and over, over again on the video. And finally, she lets it loose. You know, she, and, and I was proud of her because she didn't just, oh, you know, the second I said, take the shot, she actually mm-hmm. focused, you know. And, and it was a little tougher because the gobbler was all, it was all blown up, you know. And uh, so when she shot, um, she, she definitely jerked the trigger. And you can see it in the video. She definitely jerked the trigger. And she was low. Hmm. so uh it, but she definitely hit the bird and it it hit him pretty damn hard i was impressed a 40 yard nine shot tungsten 410 mm-hmm. uh and you wait wait till you see the video and you got to kind of I, I recommend everybody kind of zoom in my wife had her iphone she was zoomed in as she could uh but you, you you can you can really see it hit this bird but unfortunately again it hits him a little low and uh, a, a little bit more towards neck. So he, he just is just barely walking off. Mm-hmm. Uh, I grab the gun and attempt to, to fire another one, but you know, I'm having to look for the shell and I just, you know, I don't think that I truthfully, I don't think my shot did any good. You know, I think mm-hmm. he was, he'd already kind of walked in there. So we had to make a decision. What do you do? Hey, hold on one quick moment. Hey folks, have you ever wished that there was an easier way to find the hunting feeds, supplies, and services you need when and where you need them? If so, check out our hunter search at feedbandit.com where you can see what hunting suppliers are in your area or are on the way to your land. Don't waste any more precious time searching Google or calling around for feed, blinds, feeders, or even outfitters. Just use our targeted search for hunters, the FeedBandit Hunter Search, over at feedbandit.com. We'll find your feed. Do, do we weigh on this bird to die or, or do we go in or do, you know, or do we try to go in after, him, you know, without right. after waiting uh, for the worst, uh, the worst period uh, right? when you're like, uh, should I do What should I do? Cause you want to uh, get in there as soon as possible to, fi- to it find awful. it. <laughs> it was awful. Yeah. And, and, and you can hear my, you know, just, you know, trying, it's all, it's funny. All this is on video. You know, and I, cause I blended my wife's video with my GoPro video. Oh, sweet. Uh, and unfortunately the sun was so bright, you can't actually see the shot. Oh. You can, yeah, you can hear the audio. Okay. And, um, you know, I'm like, I just hope we find him. I just hope we find him. Cause I was really trying to like say, listen, you know, it, it was, you made a good shot. You did everything I told you to, but you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. I said, you know, they're hardy birds. So we end up flipping the blind back and we're being really quiet. And I think that's a, that's an important tip you know, with a bird or any animal, you know, if you can get out, that's fine, but just be quiet. You don't want to spook them. You want to let them right. kind of, you know, just, you know, hopefully die. And, uh, so at this point, uh, you know, I, as we mentioned, these, the, the shells come in packs of five, right? Yeah. So I'm already two down. <laughs> How much? I, uh, twins, oh yeah. I believe I was 21 to $26. <laughs> so yeah. So I'm already two, I'm already two shells down I, and I only got three left. So I put three in my pocket. And that's all I got is the shotgun. Didn't even think to bring my 12 gauge. Yeah. And so, uh, I, I put my muffs on, I go in after him and, and this area where this bird right behind this feeder is just this mat. So it's just mott of just thick, thick oaks and elms. Uh, and it's, it's, you know, if you're a, if you're a little three foot creature, it's pretty easy just to, you know, to walk in there and their trails and these deer will pop up from the back and it's great. And I just had a feeling the is, 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 is hurt as that bird was, he didn't go very 
very far at all. Mm-hmm. Um, so I sneak around to the back, and as I get to the back, there's a Jake right there. <laughs> and so yeah, so that Jake runs off. I'm like, well, it's definitely not our bird. And I had not seen that bird, so he had come with all the commotion, I'm sure. And and so I walked up to the trail where that Jake was standing, and oh my god, I mean, I literally peed a little. <laughs> Her bird was was right there. Uh, and he starts flapping. I mean, this is not yeah. a dove. You know, this is not a sparrow. You know, when a turkey flaps oh, his yeah. wings, you're, you're gonna. Oh, scared me. <laughs> oh, so you didn't you didn't see him first? You when oh, you heard God him? No. Oh, okay. God no, didn't didn't hear him, didn't yeah. see him. So I kind of put one into the bushes uh, because I could see the I could see the leaves moving. So I put one in the bushes. I think he was already gone. So that's my second miss, by the way. Uh, and so what happens is is that and it's kind of hard to explain, but he he pops out of the bushes and he's 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 dead i mean you can look at him and say if i just back off and probably wait 20 minutes this guy's gonna die but i was so full of adrenaline Mm -hmm. and just so i am not gonna i'm gonna make this happen for my kid that i pop that shell put another one in and he he limps out of the bushes and i run after him (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, so me versus a wild turkey, there's a really good chance a wild turkey's going to win. But again, this guy is so just whatever. I catch up with him. Wow. Uh, now, I, I catch up with him, and he, 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 by that point, you know, mind you, he had bust out of there, you know, going, you know, just, just barely crawling and just, just laid there. Mm-hmm. And I catch up with him, and I put one in, and that was it. But, um, oh my God, I, I, I can't tell you, uh, I've been after one or two turkeys before and I never found them before. And the fact that I actually got this one was just a, was a real godsend. And I, and I, it was totally that Jake's fault that Jake could clearly see that he was in there. Um, and so that, that's a, that's a tip for you, you know, and birds of birds of feather flock together. Well, <laughs> that turd Jake just gave up his buddy. So, right, right. um, after I, after I caught my breath and, and tried not to pass out or seeing little stars running that much, I, uh, <laughs> was it I like 25 them. yards or so? Oh yeah. Easily. <laughs> God, it was a long way. I end up, uh, you know, pulling them out and, uh, all kinds of celebrations and blue bonnet pictures. And uh, it was, it was great. Just a, just a great time. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. That's a, I've I've been in that scenario too, where you know you're like I know I hit that bird, you know, and and but he kind of did the same thing, and I I didn't I've you know I've lost him that way, so oh, yeah. it is awesome how uh, yeah. you know you're able to do that, but you know it helps that that it was a little a kind of a you know an, an island of bushes there to where yes yes it wouldn't just keep going deeper and deeper into yes. you know yes. trees or whatnot, but. Uh, yep. Yeah, that <laughs> that Jake definitely did give away. Oh, I totally give did. away his position. If you will. Totally gave him away, and you know, I probably would have. I, that was one of the main roads anyway, so I probably would have walked there anyway. Uh, but uh, once I saw that Jake, I just had a feeling he was right there, and God, sure enough, he was he was right there. So mm-hmm. uh, just a, just a real magical a real magical thing, and and it was just everything transpired so quickly. Honestly, it. It really wasn't until like an hour later when I was like, oh man, that, that just happened. So, um, anyway, she's real excited and you know, the, uh, the, the gun that I've been waiting on for so long, uh, did what it was advertised to do. So that was, that was definitely exciting. So I'm going to try to get one with my gun just cause that, you know, tradition or whatever. And then well, maybe if I'm fortunate enough, try to get another one with that. We'll see. 
Awesome. Well, congratulations, Abby. Yes. Uh, you're, you're now officially a bandit. All right. All right. <laughs> Very cool. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. We're going to post uh, the video. Uh, let's post the, you know, her, obviously her, uh, trophy picture Yeah. on yeah. there. And then, uh, yeah, that's really cool. It's, it, it's been kind of neat to follow the, uh, you know, I guess progression here Yes. in a, in a way now. I mean, it's, I'm kind of, I'm glad for our listeners and everyone to have, uh, you know, not for Abby, of course, but for them to, to have heard, you know, what it's like to not, not get a turkey your first time out. You know oh, what I mean? Like yeah. uh, to teach some patience, you know, and you learn mechanics, things like that. Yes. So that's yeah. our last podcast about this, in, or at least in this series, you know, was we talked about what, ha- you know, kind of what happened and what y'all learned uh, yeah. not getting one. And then this time, of course, it all comes together, yep. right, to, with an opportunity and the opportunity was seized and very cool. Yeah. <laughs> It was, it was, it was really exciting. And, um, I, uh, man, I just still kind of wow by the whole thing, you know, well, I wish I could have been there to, uh, I oh, know God been part of it in one, one way or another. I know, I know, you know, before we went and cleaned them, you know, she, uh, she was FaceTiming with everybody and that is exactly what everybody said. They're like, God, you know, I should be there. I should be there. I should be there. I'm like, I know. Tell me about it. God, tell me about it. So, that uh, is what it is, and uh, yeah, we we move on. Well, you you mentioned uh, that you went out, you know, I guess on your own once or twice as well, right? But uh, I didn't did. get anything. I'll, I'll just ruin the story here ahead of time. Yeah, but, but yeah. there were a couple of things you wanted to. That's yeah, though, right? yeah. I I, I tell you, I I've learned, and it's a couple of things that I've learned that was actually watching uh, some videos on it as well on some I, I am not a big fan of the big the like the big hunting shows you know I mean I, I'll watch them of course but a lot of it's just you know about the trophy and the money type thing but the the, the one series I like of, of the really big guys is the, the Primos guys you know Will Primos I believe is his name and he's been doing it since like 87 and I, I really like the guys that, that hunt there and all that kind of stuff and they were hunting in Texas and he started, this was this couple of weeks ago, actually. And he started talking about Jake intimidation on these big gobblers and that, uh, that the Jakes, because they, because they kind of band up that they can, they can intimidate an older gobbler, uh, which I didn't even think about it, but, but it really kind of struck a chord with me because the last couple of times I've thrown a Jake out there, I, I'm doing it to make a gobbler angry, you know, and to mm-hmm. incite his jealousy and all that kind of stuff. But it kind of dawned on me when I was with Abby, um, like on her third hunt, we had, we had these two monster gobblers kind of hang up at about 50 yards. Um, and they could clearly see the Jake and they could clearly see the hen, but they did not come in. And I'm almost kind of wondering if, if, if that was it. Um, so I, I found that to be very interesting. And then I guess the afternoon after Abby shot her bird, I went out to a place that, um, uh, that we, we actually have not killed a turkey there, but we sure see a bunch. So I, I got seated and it was probably, I don't know, it's probably four o'clock or so cloudy. And it was, it's a good spot cause you can kind of see for a while. And I, I put my decoy out as I always do. And, um, I, uh, I started, uh, started calling and 
I'd say probably by the second or third time, very similar to Abby's bird, actually, now that I think about it, finally gotten a response. And I wasn't just getting a response. I, mean, I was getting – this guy was really <laughs> – I mean, he, was, he was pumped. And it was just – I'm thinking to myself, oh, my God, this guy is on a string. Wow. Uh, that was he, just with a hen, hen decoy or a hen and Jake? Yeah, ju- ju- just with a hen decoy. Okay. Just with a hen decoy. So I'm thinking, man, this guy is on a string. Well, I have to kind of adjust because of where he's coming in. Of course, he, the – spots where he come he he would come in is just terrible for me it's just to my dead 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 right and almost behind me so i have to kind of adjust so i'm basically sitting indian style offense monitor offense monitor um if <laughs> sitting uphill you know trying to whatever and so it was it was miserable well this guy starts coming in and it was one of these scenarios where I can see his fan coming over the hill I'm like oh man this is this is perfect uh, this is so but so awesome. get to, yeah, it was, it was really cool. So I'm like, <laughs> I'm starting to shake as usual. And so he gets <laughs> to the top of the hill, but, but then he stops. And I know, and he kind of does one of these, and he's just, blo- I mean, he is a big gobbler. And I know he can see my decoy. So instead of coming straight towards me, and then he, he would have to take in his right to go down to the hen decoy, uh, he basically goes to his dead right, kind of goes down in the valley, and he's kind of going by, he's going behind this brush pile near the feeder. And, and so a very long story short, that's what he kept doing. He would not come to me. He would gobble every time. And I was purring and clucking. I, I pulled my mouth call out just to change it up. And he was, rah, rah, rah. I mean, <laughs> he was exhausted. I and mean, I saw the Ricola man giving them some cough drops. <laughs> and this guy, it just wore himself out, but he would not come to my decoy. And, huh. This has happened a couple of times, and, and, and I'll tell you, I, I almost think um, I'm going to stop, stop jacking around with the decoys maybe in the afternoon because I, what I think is happening sometimes, and then this may or may not be true, but if you look at a lot of herd animals like, uh, like elk is the one that really comes to my mind, you know, elk, you know, the, or a black bug antelope, okay, that, that seemed, that seemed more familiar to you and me. You know, what does the male, the dominant male black buck do? He spends his entire day running around, okay, and making sure that all of his her, his harem is right there, right? Well, by virtue of the fact that my hen decoy is just sitting there doing nothing, mm-hmm. okay, now I, I do loosen the screw on top of it so it blows around the wind, which I think is, is, a, is a very good tip. Um, you know, let your, let your, your, your decoy kind of move if you can. Uh, I think that this gobbler was like, well, she's clearly not going anywhere. I'll just go strut around, see if I can find something else. Yeah, that's, okay. that's a good point. So, so in the meantime, as he's gobbling his little turkey, you know, what's off. And as I'm yelping my little, well, you know, what's <laughs> off. He, um, guess who shows up? A freaking hen. Uh, and now you're in deep. Oh, oh yeah. And so yeah. I, and I'll tell you how the story ends. Yeah. Ding dong grabs onto her and he's see ya and he he walked out of my life forever <laughs> uh and, and and that's it well that's how bye. it got by <laughs> oh god I, and i just kind of sat there like i had this dude was this was done you know mm-hmm. i i was i was gonna call my wife and say get the fryer ready honey i got my <laughs> bird got me a thunder chicken inbound now this this guy it was unbelievable hmm so I, I, I think had I had not put the decoy out there, and of course, at, you know, you never know. I mean, it worked great for, for Abby's turkeys, mm-hmm. uh, for Abby's birds she shot, but 
I'm really thinking about maybe not putting a decoy out next time. And so they have to search, you know, right, right. out there constantly. Well, where, where, where is she? Where's Henrietta? I don't see her. Mm-hmm. Um, I wonder if it's because yeah. where you were, you know, is not like huge open plains, right? Or, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Kind of yeah. like where, where y'all were with Abby. It's, it's, yeah. it's not flat, obviously, but it's still, right. you can see a long way when they're when they're there you know and yeah, yeah so i wonder if the second place where you were because it's not like that why it may have worked better without one like you said right. to make them search for it because then they'll be like well where the, where the heck is this exactly and, you know, exactly and it just happened to maybe come you know come into the sound obviously right. to, to where you could sh- shoot them right uh maybe so maybe it, you know just comes down to more of like a, a scenario specific sit right. so like you always take the the decoy with you, but if if you happen to sit in a more uh, enclosed area, don't right. even bother putting out the the decoy. Right. Maybe I don't, right. you know, I don't know. Well, and and you know it it kind of don. I I thought long and hard about okay because he went down and he got behind this massive brush pile twice, and I thought to myself, man, you know what? If he does that again, I'm gonna slip up to where the spot was. And just see if I could nail him there. And I should, I should have done it. Mm-hmm. It would have been, it would have been a, you know, a 20 yard little dash, you know, and I could have sat right there and he come up that hill with that 12 gauge. I, mean, I can go 45 yards easily. Um, but um, didn't happen. I was lazy and uh, <laughs> he still, he still flies up to the roost today. So. Well, the lazy is laziness is an is a factor in turkey oh hunting. I guess sometimes <laughs> is it ever, especially this day in the quarantine age. Right, <laughs> we're just yeah, we're also used to sitting at at home on our computers. I guess yep. now. But, yep. You know. yep. Oh man! Oh man! Well, yeah. but that's cool though that at least uh, at least he was talking back to you like that. Oh that's, yeah. I oh. love it when that it's a, and it, I can't like I can't stop myself from like chuckling under you know oh yeah every yeah. time it happens because it's like it's amazing that they're actually yeah. doing that <laughs> oh yeah well and you're gonna hate to hear this and i i, I hate to say it but man th- this year they are so they are so vocal Damn. um now not not really in the morning well in the morning I, I i did another morning uh watched them fly down from the roost and they were god they were so vocal on the roost well, and it's like they hit that dirt they're like Darn it! <laughs> you know, yeah key dokey it was incredible. It was incredible. And I was, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I sound like, you know, it's like a prostitute type turkey, you know, just begging for, you know, attention. And mm-hmm. I was like, no, no, we're going to have a breakfast first for you. <laughs> you know, and they, again, walked out of our lives for you. Yeah. Uh, that's funny. So, yeah. Yep. We're well, you, do you, uh, yeah. You, I was going to say, are you going back out anytime before the end of trying. training season? I'm really trying. Yeah, we're going to try to go this weekend. And, you know, it, one thing I've been, quote, unquote, kind of worried about is these these cool fronts have not warmed up. You know, they the hens won't go to nest unless the ground is X temperature. And I can't – God, that's a big squirrel. Holy smokes. Woo! I just had a grizzly bear with a tail jump on my roof. Man, anyway. Oh, trophy squirrel. Uh, trophy squirrel. Yeah, big time. Uh, but yeah, so the hens will not go to the, you know, to go to nest unless the ground is X temperature. And it, it's just, you know, I loving these cool fronts, of course, but especially when I know what's coming, but, um, I think the next, these past this week, hopefully things will warm up some and, 
you know, more birds will start going to the nest. That'll free up some of those gobblers because they have been pretty hemmed up too. Mm-hmm. But we'll see. We'll see. Well, in turkey season, I mean, it goes till mid-May typically. Yeah, it does, yeah. At least around around these parts. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. All right. Well, there's still time. Big time. About a month left, I guess. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm looking at the calendar, right? So. Yep. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Maybe I can make make it out to uh, West Texas for on a weekend or something. Well, yeah, that's actually. I was about to. I was actually about to ask you. What are the? What's the chances of that happening? That would be great. Yeah. Well, I'm kind of working on it, trying to work that angle. We'll see. Mm -hmm. You know, it's. uh, I understand. uh, Man, oh man. Are they seeing anything out there? I don't think anyone's been out there yet. Wow. I tell you what, I, I know what is crawling around out there. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> Woo! lots of bugs. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a good reminder for everybody. Watch your feet, gentlemen, ladies, and gentlemen. They are the bug. The rattlesnakes are out. Right, they feet where you want to sit. Everything. Yeah. Oh God, yes. <laughs> Wear your boots. Wear your snake boots. It's funny, yeah, people. People ask, somebody asked me, you know, do you wear like hunting boots? I'm like, no, just wear snake boots literally year round. I mean, that's, I, I love them. They're very comfortable. So that's why I wear them. But yeah, actually own hunting boots, you know, as you like you see in the, the stores and whatnot. So, right. <laughs> All right. Well, those are good. Those are some good stories. No, great, uh, great ones to listen to. Uh, gets me fired up, but also depressed at the same time since I haven't been out there. Oh, I know. I've I been wonder thinking about that. how many people out there listening, uh, you know, if, if you're in my boat right now, kind of just, you know. A six month old child and quarantined? Yeah. Six months, I wish. Six weeks. Or six, six weeks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> God, six months would be great. No, it's true. That, that's more manageable. <sighs> yeah. So it's, well, and a, uh, almost three-year-old that's in the middle of potty training so it's uh, yep it's, yep. Uh, it's been an interesting how, time how right is now. how was the hurricane how was training and all that with him uh so hit and miss i mean some yeah. some days are good some days are bad you know mm-hmm. it's he's got good days he's got bad days yeah yeah uh he <laughs> i mean when he's on when he's good it's it's like oh man he's done you know and yeah. then there'll be another day where it's yeah. Mom, I took a dump on the couch. Oh yeah, no, it's it's like uh, I went pee pee. Okay, yeah. in the potty? No, I'm in my bedroom. I'm like, oh, God. all right. <laughs> and it, every time he does it, it's in the same spot. He's like yeah, a cat. He's like a cat. He marked his territory. It's just like Literally. boots. <laughs> yeah, it's just like boots. <laughs> oh God. Yeah, well, so well, we'll have to tell the, the the boots cat the boot story. Uh, yes. <laughs> Yeah, that'll be, oh, that's so that'll be an episode all on its own. But yep. <laughs> we'll have Matt come on and we'll we'll recap yes. that one. But yeah. uh, no, it's uh, that. And then let's see, yesterday, no Friday. So my wife was at her office all day Friday. So I was I was working on you know working, but also trying to manage him potty training and then manage the six week old. So oh, you can imagine how much quality work I got done that oh, day. But anyway, yeah. so he comes in and he's like. Uh, I, I went poo poo. I was like, "All right, so you went in the in the in the in the potty?" He's like, "No." I'm like, "Oh, where?" <laughs> he's like, 
in my bedroom. <laughs> like, oh. Uh, they get up, walk in there. Sure enough, there's a pile right there. Not, um, Although it's still, it's still, I mean, this might be TMI for people listening, but anyone with a child, I think, can appreciate this. Sure. Yeah. It's still kind of the, uh, at least that one was like the deer pellet kind of variety. Oh, that's know? good. Yeah, yeah. So it wasn't the, like the really moist one. So when that. Yeah. 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 The, <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, I yeah. make him pick it up now and he, and I make him, he's, yes. he's, uh, mopping up the carpet <laughs> and cleaning the carpet when he pees you, and he's picking rub- it up the, you know, the other. So I'm like, you, it's not fun. Do you, is rub it? his, do you rub his face in it at all? No, I don't. The bad jab, bad jab. <laughs> I remember growing up though. I did that to my brother because he used to always That's pee on the toilet seat. And I told wow. him, he was probably, I don't know, five and I was nine or something. Yeah. I said, yeah. oh, you yeah. do it one That'll more time. Simple. One more time. Your face is going on. <laughs> <laughs> sure yes. enough, I did. Now, yes, I did get in bad trouble, but he never did oh, it again. <laughs> no, I can imagine. Wow, good for you. Well, it's <laughs> tough love, just like my Mr. Kitty. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway. Oh, man. Oh, cool. No, nah, it's fun. Good Sometimes. deal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's good. Okay. All right. Well, that's all. That's all I got. I'm, uh, I don't know how we got off on that tangent of uh, after talking about no, turkey hunting. Poop but, and uh, turkey. They kind of go hand in hand. And I've always thought. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, you got anything else to wrap up this one? Man, that's it. Uh, antlers. To, well, I tell you, in a lot of parts of the country, antlers are starting to bud out, believe all it or right, not. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, you know, with all the rainfall, a lot of the, I mean, especially with the branch of Mandito, I think we're sitting at close to 16 inches and we average 35. So uh, I'll take that any old day, especially with May, just kind of the middle of May, or excuse me, of April and then May and June, we typically get some more rain. So uh, darn good start, but yeah, keep those feeders full. And, and, and we've talked about so many times and we're, we're working on it, but time to really help those feed stores folks they are they are in dire need i mean everybody's in need right now you know but um you know do your take a mental holiday escape the city you know go and support a local feed store by buying some feed fill up your feeders and uh and you'll be helping yourself at the same time and getting out of the city that that's for sure shoot a turkey send us the pictures let us hear the story we'd love to hear it absolutely absolutely shoot us an email how do you at feedbandit.com and let us know how your turkey season's going yep and uh abby if you're listening congratulations again that's awesome (laughs) sweet girl all right folks thanks for listening to this episode of the feed bandit podcast we will catch you on the next one y'all take care thanks for listening to the feed bandit podcast If you like what we discuss on the show, be sure to sign up to our email list to get even more killer hunting ideas, tips, tricks, and exclusive deals on innovative hunting gear and services delivered straight to your inbox. Sign up over at FeedBandit.com or simply by texting the word BANDIT to 33777. See you on the next one. And remember, support your local feed store.